Today's episode of Pushing Through is brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted, 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, we got headlines to discuss on this Friday. It's got a lot to do with the MVP race. But first and foremost, how's your Friday going? It's a beautiful Friday. Beautiful Friday. (laughs) That time of the year, playoffs are right around the corner. Mm. I'm trying to figure out who's in, who's out, who's got the play-in game. You know, I'm I'm interested in the New Orleans versus uh, Philadelphia matchup. Uh, I believe it's this evening. Yep. Knicks play the Suns. Mm. And um, it's great to have meaningful games at this time of the, of the year. And uh, so I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving I'm, I'm loving life right now. I got no problems, no complaints. And I'm just waiting to uh, 4 p.m. Western standard time so that the games can begin yeah there you go it's gonna be a good friday as they like to say and we're back in may we got you know playoff basketball right around the corner we also got a lot of conversations and debates bj about the MVP race and a headline that came out uh, from a fox sports analyst he said that if nikola Jokic were to win the mvp he would be the worst mvp in the last 35 years there have been a lot of journalists like sam amick that have come out and said that is uh, patently not true But I just wanted to get your thoughts on the MVP race. You and I, we talked about it. It's a battle of the bigs. That's what it has been throughout the season. But Embiid, you know, know, missed a few too many games probably for this to be his award now. And Nikola Jokic has dominated. And he's been the best player in Denver. And without Jamal Murray, they've been able to sustain and win games. So right now, he's the MVP. Is that right, right, BJ? Am I right about that? The worst MVP... In 35 Ever, years. 35, in years. 35 years. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know how you quantify that. I don't know how you would, what's your criteria for that. But I will say this. Mr. Jokic, let me put some respect on his name, is without question has been, if he hasn't been the best player in the NBA this year, he's in the top three. I don't care what what list you have. And if, if, if Jokic isn't on your list, you haven't been watching the games this year. Mm-hmm. Now, we can debate if you say Chris Paul. You can We can debate Joel Embiid. But somewhere in this equation, Mr. Jokic deserves to be in there. And Mr. Jokic, I would argue, in today's game, with pace and space, small ball, the way the game is played, the way the game is coached, the way the game, the philosophy of the game. It's a three-point league. It's a perimeter-oriented league. It's driven by guard play. Mr. Jokic has found a way to be impactful as a player in this league. And not only be impactful, they're winning games. They're in the Western Conference, I might add. Mm. So 
I'm not sure whoever said that, what they're looking at. I'm sure there's some stat to support the argument. I'm sure there's an analytic, <laughs> uh, analytical perspective that I'm not aware of. But when you look at the bottom line of this league, winning and losing, the way the game is played, Mr. Jokic is there. And he deserves all of the accolades this year because I'm so impressed that we can talk about Joel Embiid as a potential candidate. We could talk about Nikola Jokic as a possible candidate. And to me, that's a phenomenal accomplishment talking about two bigs. Mm. I can't remember the last time. I'm just going off the top of my head. Maybe Shaquille O'Neal and David Robinson is the last time that you've had three, two or three bigs in the in the in the conversation. Mm -hmm. So for me, this has been phenomenal. I'm rooting for the bigs, and I hope that Jokic or Joel Embiid, you know, that that those two guys are, you know, one of them wins it or one finish one two because the game. I always believe the game will return back to its form. And that's with the bigs. Mm -hmm. And this would be great if Jokic were to win it. I think it's terrific. And, but more importantly, he deserves it. He's been consistent. He's been available. He's been impactful. He's been, you know, he, he's, he's been a leader for his team. And he's doing this in a game where supposedly bigs you know, are kind of pushed to the side now. Mm -hmm. So I'm all for him. I'm all for this. And whatever argument you have, let's bring that because I, I'm, I'm not buying that not one bit. Yeah, and I think the the most fascinating part of all this, BJ, was that the headline or the conversation, the, 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 the situation came out of a night where Nikola Jokic had 24 points in the first quarter. I'll say that again, 24 points in the first quarter against the hottest team uh, by many in the NBA, the New York Knicks. So it wasn't like Jokic has been playing poorly uh, or has you know dropped off in any sense. In fact, since Jamal Murray went down, they've had the second best record in basketball. So they lose uh, an all-star on their team, and Nikola Jokic has been able to sustain this entire run. So that says something right there about his value to this team. And, and, and you know what it says? You know what it says about this league is that this league is truly a global league now. Mm -hmm. This league is truly a global league. The, the, the MVP now for the last two years has been Giannis Antetokounmpo. I believe I'm, you know, hopefully I'm, I didn't mess it up too bad. But Giannis. Now you have Jokic. Yep. Now we have Joel Embiid in the conversation. You know, at some point, you know, Doncic, Luka. He was he was one of the favorites going into the season. In this conversation. Mm -hmm. So what we're saying now with Jokic emerging as a front runner for the MVP is that it's a global game. And foreign-born players here are making an impact. It's not only being able to play in the NBA to thrive in the NBA and certainly come up when you talk about top 10 players, maybe half of those guys are foreign born players now. Mm. So I think this is great for the league. I think it's great for Jokic. I think, you know, now it's a new day. And in spite of him being a center, because the center position isn't, 
that isn't the the predominant position anymore. Okay, I believe it's going to come back because when Joel Embiid makes a run and Jokic makes a run, everyone's going to have to counter that. You're seeing the impact of Rudy Gobert. You're seeing the impact of DeAndre Jordan, Drummond signed late in the season. You know, last night we wa- I was watching the the Laker game. Boogie Cousins was terrific. So you're seeing the bigs suddenly figuring out how to play in today's game and making it making an impact in this brand of basketball. Yeah, and Jokic is one of those guys that's been able to move, you know, outside of being, you know, just on the post. He's been able to start the break well, himself. I don't, know, I don't know if you want to say the word or the term move with Jokic. Jokic, <laughs> I don't know what he does. He he, he maneuvers around yes, the court. I don't yes. know if he's moving, but you know, he's definitely not floating. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he, he's just charming. He's a charming player. You know, he's you know I don't know how he gets from A to B. It's not very fast. Mm-hmm. It's not very quick. He literally plays he gets, at his own pace. Oh man, he, 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 you know you've heard me say it. He's he is the most charming player in the NBA, maybe in the history of the NBA. Mm-hmm. But give him credit. He is very effective, my friend. He is a very very effective player. And very deserving to be in this race at this time of the year. And I do think the Nuggets are still a fascinating team. I, I, you know, when they first made the trade for Aaron Gordon, we on this show talked about they had, you know, everything. The recipe was there for a real run at a championship. They lose Jamal Murray, obviously, to an ACL tear. That's not fun. But Michael Porter Jr., who you said was the best fourth guy in the NBA amongst these contenders, he's been able to step up and has been great. In fact, I saw the other night Mike Malone was saying, you know, with with Michael Porter Jr., he's getting better every single game. The more opportunities we're giving him, he's getting even better. So they're still a formidable team in the Western Conference, and I think they're almost getting overlooked now because they don't have Jamal Murray, but Jokic and MPJ, they've been able to kind of hold course, especially offensively. Well, they have been. And, you know, Jamal Murray was a big loss. It was a devastating loss. There's no doubt about it. And Jamal Murray is perhaps the best player that hasn't been in the All-Star game yet. Mm -hmm. That's currently in the NBA. And it was devastating to watch this young man go down, anyone go down with with an injury, let alone an ACL injury. And, you know, based on what we saw him do last year in the playoffs or the playoffs in the bubble, he was terrific. Mm. We had every reason to believe that he was going to continue this level of play. And and for Nuggets Nation that, you know what, they would advance and get to to the NBA finals. So, you know, that's a devastating injury. And and in spite of that, they go nine and one, I believe, in a 10 game span. Once he goes down. So Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, they figured it out. You know, Will Barton goes out. They continue to figure it out. They just beat the Knicks, the hot Knicks. Mm-hmm. You know, the Knicks had won, what, eight, nine in a row or something. Yep. Before that loss. So this has been a team where they have every reason to feel sorry for themselves. But, you know, they have the mentality. Next man up. They plug in, they plug in, they play, and they figured out how to win. And I keep saying this, but they're doing it in the Western Conference. Mm -hmm. And the Western Conference is loaded. Yep. And so I I, got to give them credit, and it starts with Jokic. It starts with him. And Mm -hmm. he's, you know, the other night he had 24 points in the first quarter. So clearly he's a tone setter. (laughs) Clearly 
yep. he set the tone mm-hmm. of what they're coming to do. And when the game slows down, I think it's going to favor him because he gets enough touches. He's a he is an incredible passer, along with being a scorer. And and I, I got to give him credit. He's he is, you know, he's plugging and playing. He's 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 doing it all right now. And you can't say much. You keep saying, well, they're going to drop off. But you look at their record. You know, they're still playing high level basketball. But I have to believe just by the eye test that at some point they're going to miss Jamal Murray. I mean, you don't just lose a Jamal Murray. But, you know, Austin Rivers comes up and has 25 points the other night off uh, the bench. I was going to say, so, Austin, Austin was a nice signing for him. Yeah, it was a, that was a nice pickup. It was a very nice pickup. He's a he's a, he's a veteran. He He's an experienced veteran. And he can shoot the basketball. I was going to so, say, he's got a lot of talent, you know. Yeah, he can shoot the basketball. And that was a really nice pickup for them this time of the season. Mm-hmm, for sure. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. to take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Back to pushing through. I do want to talk about uh, another team that America is fascinated with. That's the uh, Brooklyn Nets, and they have lost four in a row. They lost to the Mavericks last night. Um, that was a nice back-and-forth game. Kyrie, 45 for the Nets. Uh, again, another amazing offensive performance from him. But Luka Doncic takes over, 24-10 uh, and 10 in this one, uh, eight assists as well. Uh, the Mavericks have been playing pretty well as of late, BJ. I don't know if you want to touch on the Mavericks, but I did want to first hit on the Nets. And uh, are we worried? Are we concerned about this streak, you know, four in a row that they skid? Or are we waiting for James Harden to come back? Well, it seems to be a common theme with the Nets. We're waiting. It's, it, it, you know, I feel like we are, in, we are all in a holding pattern. Mm-hmm. When is this ship going to, you know, when is this this plane going to land, right? You know, we're just in a holding pattern. I feel like we're just circling the airport right now saying, well, when he gets back and then he comes back and then KD is out, then Kyrie (laughs) is out. Then, you know, now they lose three to game and it's always, but, you know, at some point here, you just have to call it like it is. Right now they've lost four in a row. You know, they've lost to, I think, two games to Milwaukee. Yep. One now to... Dallas, and I'm not sure who the other loss is. I can't recall. But this is a team right now that has done an incredible pass job because they haven't been healthy all year. And what are they in second place right now? Are yep. they in second place? Yep, second place. So give them credit. Now you're hoping at some point here, because we all see the talent that they're gonna get their, you know, get their act together over there. We know they have premier players. And if those players are clicking, they're going to be a problem. But that's a big if right now. Mm -hmm. And as much as we keep saying James Harden is going to come back, that's going to take some time. You know, guys don't come back from hamstring injuries and just are full tilt. And we must remember, because when that player has a significant injury like Kevin Durant, you know, you got to remember there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be ebbs and flows with that type of injury, right? And... You know, he looks great one moment, but there may be another moment where he may not be the Kevin Durant that we are accustomed to seeing. So we'll see how this plays out. 
I'm a little concerned for them that time is running out. You know, the condition, the conditioning that's necessary to play in the playoffs, there will be higher intensity, shorter recovery period times. And these all these guys have some type of nagging injury, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's KD, what he's dealing with, James Harden, what he's dealing with. You know, I think for the most part, Kyrie has been good over the last month or so. But again, we're running out of time for them to get into the tip top condition that's going to be necessary. But you can't count them out because of their ability to score the basketball. But right now, it's not looking, let's just say it's not looking promising right now for the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, and if you look at their schedule, they have five games left. Saturday night, they play at Denver. Then they're at Chicago. Then they have the Spurs at home, the Bulls at home, and the Cavs at home. And that's how they wrap up the year. I mean, it is pretty wild to think, BJ, that we have five games left in the regular season for this team. And like you said, we... I'm I'm the guilty of it. I just asked you. I mean, are we worried yet? Are we concerned yet? Because we're still waiting for this full team. But the full team's not even ever going to be back for the for any of the regular season. So how do we expect them to be able to piece it together for the playoffs? Well, we we don't know what to expect. But we've been watching this team all year, saying the same thing. So I'm just going to give it. I'm going to I'm going to say this. This has been a, 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 another unusual year. You know, we, we didn't know how the bubble was going to play. Now we have a shortened season, more or less, with games played, not the traditional 82 games that we're accustomed to seeing. They're playing an enormous amount of games in a condensed, you know, condensed time period. And so we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But what we do know, if... For some reason, all of those guys figure out how to get healthy at the right time. Mm. Whatever team figures out how to be healthy at the right time, meaning when the playoffs begin, that team will have a tremendous opportunity to win, right? Whether it's LeBron and AD, whether it's Kevin, James, and Kyrie, Hopefully the Sixers are healthy. Mm -hmm. So health will be a major, major concern here moving forward. I mean, say with the Suns, Chris Paul, if Chris the Paul Suns, can stay healthy. Yes. Yep. So I think health and, you know, and that's why I'm saying about the Denver Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets are missing a huge piece to their, to their team. We're talking about Jamal Murray, you know, Donovan Mitchell, you know, he's coming back hopefully here with his injury. So I think health will be a major concern here. And, and whatever team can maintain their health throughout this playoff run, I think will probably be the team that wins it. I don't know if the best team will win it, but I think the healthiest team for sure will win it uh, and be crowned champion this year. And well, one of those teams played last night against the Lakers, and that's the Clippers. And I find them very interesting, BJ, because they seem to be healthy enough. They seem to have uh, you know, their core five guys going. I, I've seen a lot of conversations about them building, you know, a lot of camaraderie on this roster. There's been a lot of, you know, quote unquote team chemistry that we maybe missed out, you know, at times last year. So is there, you know, are we not talking enough about the Clippers, I should say, because last night they put a beat down on the Lakers. Well, I'm not talking about the Clippers because I expect the Clippers last year to get to the at least the conference finals. Yep. And we have to start there with them. Mm -hmm. Do I like their roster? Absolutely. The addition of Rondo looks terrific. Rondo looks – he looks spectacular. He I'm just does. Calling, calling it. Yeah. He looks spectacular. He mm -hmm. looks comfortable in his right role. He's on a veteran team. He's doing his leadership thing as only Rondo can. He's pushing the tempo. 
He's imposing his will on the game. And he has those wing players, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, in the right places. Like, allow those guys to be wing players who can attack the basket with a live dribble on the perimeter. I, I like that position for them better than both of them being ball handlers, initiators, so forth and so on. So Rondo, to me, has been a huge plus, a huge pickup for this Clippers team. And it looks like a fit to me mm-hmm. in every shape. Now, Rondo set the tone last night. Rondo gives them toughness. But more importantly, I like how everyone is playing because they're in their right place right now. And Serge Ibaka, once he gets back, that'll give them another big, active, athletic body. So I like this team, but I'm not going to get overzealous with them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get too excited because I, I I have to see it. I have to see it. But I like what I'm seeing. Rondo, to me, it looks like that's going to be a problem over there in Clipperland. Now, yep. So, you know, give them credit. They've said all the right things. They've done all the right things. Rondo, without question, wanted to make a statement. You know, memo received. And, you know, Boogie. Boogie is giving them a unique presence on the low post. Mm-hmm. Okay. he Big fella played well last night. Yep. Big fella. If, if Big fella can maintain his health in short spurts like he did last night. He will be a valuable commodity for this team. Mm-hmm. He was really terrific last night. He played as well as I've seen him play in the last two or three years. Yep. And give him credit for battling, getting back to this position. And, you know, I, I, I love the bigs. Big fella came in last night, was active. <laughs> and every time he was open, you know, Rondo got him the ball. So excellent. They have had two excellent, I think, pickups now. Those guys can be healthy. I I, I like this team. Mm-hmm. I really like them. But they got to get to the conference finals. They have to get to the conference finals this year because they were up 3-1. And don't make me say it, Tate. They were up 3-1. Mm. I want a little Lakers. I would love to have Lakers, Clippers, and Staples Center. So that that's... But we'll see how it plays out. Well, right now, the way that it is currently constructed in the seedings, the Lakers are the sixth seed, the Clippers are the three seed. So in the first round, it would be the conference finals that we see these two teams play, but we would see it in the first round in a 6-3 matchup. LeBron will you know, hopefully be healthy and back soon. AD had back spasms last night, but plans to be back, he says, ASAP. So if we get a fully healthy Lakers with those two guys, we get Kawhi, PG, Rondo uh, on the Clippers. I think that's going to be a, a fascinating match matchup because there's a lot of flip-flop there BJ you know you got Montrez who is now on the Lakers you got Boogie who was on the Lakers last year and now is on the Clippers Rondo same thing so it will be a fascinating series and it will be you know LeBron going up against his old coach a coach he won a title with in 2016 with Ty Lue well this is no cakewalk for the Lakers and I I'm you know I don't know how many people are saying this but I'm a little concerned for the Lakers right now Mm -hmm. you know the Lakers right now are what they're tied for seven spot with the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, they have the tiebreaker, so they're technically the sixth seed, but they're tied right now. Yep. And I'm a little concerned because do we dare say here there's a chance that the Lakers may not make the playoffs? 
Think about what I just said, Tate. There is a chance here that the Lakers may not make the playoffs. Okay, so this isn't a cakewalk for the Lakers. The Lakers have health issues, as we know. You know, whether LeBron is going to say it or, or not say it, he probably will not be 100% healthy coming into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But that's still good. I mean, you're talking about LeBron, so a 90% LeBron is still somewhere one of the elite players. But he probably won't be 100%. AD won't be 100%. This is a new team. They, got, they have Drummond. So if the Lakers aren't careful, and if they don't finish up strong, there is a chance that we could be saying here the Lakers could not be in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, if if Portland jumps them and the Lakers fall to the seventh seed, they would play the Warriors right now. So your last two NBA champions from the Western Conference, the Warriors and the Lakers, would be playing in the 7-8 playing game. And then the loser of that would have to play the winner of Memphis-San Antonio. So... Uh, <laughs> That would be a fascinating, a fascinating fallout. Be. Yes, that that would be, that would be. So, let's just see. But there's some work to do. Again, meaningful games just late in the season, I think, is great. So, I think the play-in experiment that we're seeing this year is working. Do I think it's perfect? No, but I think it's working to some degree. At least, it's keeping everyone competitive. Mm-hmm. Right down to the wire. Yeah, and tonight we have the Lakers taking on the Blazers. So this will be the matchup to see who wants to be the sixth seed. So that'll be fascinating. We also have the Knicks taking on the Suns, who you mentioned before. And we have the Jazz and the Nuggets. So this is a, a, a jam-packed Friday night. Yeah, Great basketball. I'm about to get my workout in right now, Tate, so I can watch some basketball tonight. You know, the Knicks-Suns, that's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. Lakers-Portland is going to be highly contested. I'm expecting the, the Portland Trailblazers to come out with. I'm expecting them to come out like gangbusters. Yep. I'm expecting them to come out and really, you know, assert themselves because this is a very meaningful game for both teams. And that Denver, Utah, Denver is a problem for Utah mm-hmm. because they don't have saw a in the player playoffs on last their year. roster. Yeah. They yep. don't have a player on their roster, including Rudy Gobert, that can deal with Jokic. So I'm excited about tonight, Tate. I'm excited. I got the popcorn popping. <laughs> I'm going to get my workout in so I can get a, you know, get my French fries in or get something, you know, <laughs> got to put something bad in the diet. And then I'm going to watch some basketball. And it, it's good. I think this is great. And uh, I'm excited to see the outcome here uh, this evening. Yeah, we're getting into the actual stretch run. We got five, six games left in the regular season in the NBA. We got a lot of eyeballs on these games. Like you said, it's very competitive. Everyone's trying to jockey for position as we get ready for the play-in games. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. This has been pushing through. We will be back early next week. I am Tate Frazier. He is BJ Armstrong. BJ, anything else before we get out of here? Man, winning water, Tate. You know what we got to do. We got to make waves. We'll see you next week.